Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. From NPR Music, it is All Songs Considered's Plus One Podcast. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm wondering if you remember this. This song is called Elevate Myself. It's from the last record that Granddaddy put out called Just Like the Family Cat. It came out 10 years ago, and just before it was released, the band broke up. Fans like me were pretty crushed by the news, but now, 10 years later, Granddaddy is finally back. This is one of two new songs from Granddaddy. It's called Way We Won't. It's a classic sound for the band and a classic tale about a couple that loses everything and winds up living on the roof of a big box store in a strip mall. The second new Granddaddy song is called Clear Your History, and you can hear it on our website, npr.org allsongs. Both songs are just the beginning for Granddaddy's return. The band has a full-length record coming sometime next year. If you've spent any time listening to this show, you probably know that I'm a massive Granddaddy fan, so I couldn't be more thrilled with their return. So for this week's Plus One podcast, I called up Granddaddy frontman Jason Lytle to talk about the new music, what it was like getting back into the studio with his old bandmates, and the pressure of making old fans happy with the new music. He starts off by talking a little bit about how he got in the right frame of mind to write for Granddaddy. It was kind of a cool exercise for me to to really think about these as being Granddaddy songs and to think about without watering them down or not being like true to like instinct or whatever but i was just like so if this is a granddaddy song what should it be right here you know it was kind of it's kind of a fun exercise just going in that mode and to tell you the truth over the years you know i've had the ability to listen to people's input and just kind of get suggestions and even having casual casual conversations with friends of mine just you know about like what granddaddy was to them and and the little things that that occurred that sort of and most of the time they were telling me this stuff, it was like some of the stuff I knew and some of the stuff I was like, whoa, you know, I had no idea. Just the little things that 
ended up, you know, being granddaddy elements. Well, you know, your two solo records, to me, and I think probably to a lot of longtime fans of Granddaddy, they sounded an awful lot like Granddaddy records. But I'm wondering what happens when you work with the band. One distinction I was always able to make, especially when I started toying around with the idea of uh, putting out solo albums, was that I could kind of be... Um, and I even remember, you know, in the early days of Granddaddy, like, I was not really the most kind of, like you know, open, I love you, and huggy and touchy-feely kind of guy. So it always made me a little uncomfortable to have to be really opening myself up too much or exposing too much of, you know, what's going on inside of me. Or sometimes it just has to happen, you know. And it, But it was always kind of uncomfortable for me. You know, and that may have led to all that, you know, all that stuff with, like, robots and, and Jed. And, and uh, you know, it was just I could kind of... Thinking about my concerns and my problems and my wishes and my thoughts and kind of sort of use inanimate objects and other creatures and to kind of deflect the attention. But I think I, I, I think I kind of got back to that a little bit more. I mean, I, I, I kind of kept that in mind, I think, with the writing. But just more, maybe a little more remote emotionally or... Uh... Exactly, yeah, yeah. So the band has two new songs out now, Way We Won't and Clear clear your history way we won't is the cut that we're going to play in today's podcast you've written a lot over the years about coming home and i don't want to call it nostalgia but um but just a some whatever the comfort or that you find in coming home and returning to a familiar place and there's a bit of that in this song way we won't uh, a bit of a homecoming i'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what was going on in your life when you wrote it or maybe what was rattling around in your head at the time man it was this past couple of years has actually probably been one of the strangest weirdest most tumultuous uneasy chaotic years i mean it was definitely came about when my domestic situation was was really at the height of falling apart and it was just and it's on one hand it's like you know i feel so like I like to go into Target. I like to go into IKEA and just wander around. I, but it's so it's so damn sad too, you know. When, when when you know your own situation, despite your attempts, is just crumbling and falling apart, and there's nothing you can do about it. But um, I remember I was uh I was actually in a um kind of a strip mall, like big box stores. All I was doing was walking by, you know, one of those furniture and home decor stores, and the door just like you know, electronic door sensor sets it open. I'm walking by and I just get this big whiff of all the, all the smells in there. And I just, within a few seconds, you know, this whole idea of this whole, I'm kind of, I'm just like, man, it would almost be a good idea just to like, you know, be some, just, I mean, you could live on the top of this building, you know, almost, you know, rather than, you know, homeless people situation being underneath an overpass or just in some dirty little bushes somewhere. It's like, you'd almost be better just like living on the top of the roof of uh, this big box store. And you would get like this nice smell that every time the door opens, it's just like this nice smell. And all of a sudden this whole picture just started coming into play about a, uh, this broken couple, the tale of, how they ended up living on the top of this, this strip mall, but still getting the benefit of the nice smell every time the door opens up. Well, a big box store is also a, is such an ideal setting for this kind of um, conflict or, or turmoil because it's it's a, 
place where you you can feel like you have everything and you're surrounded by all these people and at the same time it's just brimming with just this loneliness and emptiness i know and i'm actually yeah i'm about to hop in the car and drive uh, i'm taking a couple days on a state stay on the coast it's like a three-hour drive from here but I'm actually going to, in between here and my destination, there is actually an Ikea where I'm buying a new mattress. But <laughs> I'm actually going to stop there, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. But in a perverse way, you know, it's just like... Great people watching at all of those places. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. On the occasions that I'd go into Ikea, I just always thought how sad it must be, like if you just, you know, if you're a little kid and you just, you know, you this broken home and everything was just like, you know, cruddy and dirty and just like chaotic. And then, but somehow there was an Ikea down the street and, and you know, you'd have to go in there and you'd walk around and you'd see all these like perfectly set up little, you know, rooms and, and scenarios. You know how they're really good at that staging little, you know, the bedroom. Oh yeah. You want to move in after, after you. Oh yeah. And I just, at some point, like I could totally see somebody at their breaking point just going, no, I, I don't, I don't want to go back home. I want to live here. I'm, I'm not leaving. You know, <laughs> just you know, yeah. security guards and cops, and just like, nope, no, no, but no, I, I, I like it here. I'm not, I'm not going to leave. I remember back when uh, Granddaddy first broke up in 2005 or six, whenever it was, and I remember reading in one of the interviews you gave there was this long list of reasons why the the band had split and one of them was i remember you saying something like um you were you were tired of having the pressure of being responsible for the livelihood of all these guys and and then when i think about bands making it now it's so much harder to make money now than ever before you know when people aren't buying records like they yeah. used to but I'm, I'm guessing you are probably in a better headspace now than you were 10 years ago yes but that just goes to show how bad of a headspace i was and back then i still have serious doubts like i'm still like uh i am still prone to self-sabotage i am i still doubt my mental i'm just i'm i'm a little unstable and it just doesn't and it makes i should probably go to therapy i should probably i should probably do a lot of things but i seem to think that i can just uh I don't know. So sometimes I really have my stuff together and sometimes I really don't. And it kind of blows my mind how big the gap is sometimes. But I am a little wiser because of years of watching these patterns. And um, I think... Uh, a lot of that know. just comes with getting older too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, And it's like there's a few periods there in my life where it looks like I might not even be getting older, you know? <laughs> Oh God! So, sure, you hang in there long enough, and and um, start figuring a few things out. Yeah, I realize we don't even have the new record yet, but I, I also read in an interview that I guess is now a couple years old, back when talk of a new Granddaddy record first started trickling out. Mm -hmm. But but I read that uh, you thought that you were you were thinking that you might be done with it all after after this. I mean, I I would really really 100% honestly like to do away with the public side of it. Like, I get a charge out of, you know, making a live show happen, you know, and there's a certain degree of just like, all right, here we go, you know, pulling back the slingshot and, and then letting it fly. And then, but I don't, I don't enjoy 
most of all the other stuff. I don't sit around very well. I'm actually a super restless person. When I'm at home, it's like, so I have to wear myself out. I run a lot, like I bicycle a lot. I'm just like, I constantly have to wear myself down like every day just to like get rid of all this nervous energy. So you weren't talking about um, or thinking about not making any more music. It was really just the, the outward public facing side of it all. Yeah, no. I mean, I love, yeah. I I would be afraid that I would, it's holding back or attempting to dam up any other, you know, natural currents. It's just like something's going to break. You know, if, if I thought I had some mental issues now, it's like, man, I can only imagine how bad I would be if I just forced myself to stop making music or recording music. Well, I'm really excited, of course, for this, for this new music and, um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, you bet, Robin. It's good talking to you. All right, take care. That's Jason Lytle, frontman for the band Granddaddy, talking about the band's new music. Here's one of the new songs. It's called Way We Won't. You can hear more on our website, npr.org slash allsongs. For NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. It's All Songs Considered.
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.